Hey everyone, it's David Duchovny. Do you ever feel like a failure? Trust me, I get it. Hell, I've spent my whole life almost feeling like a failure. It's appropriate though, because on Fail Better, my new podcast with Lemonada Media, exploring the world of failure, how it holds us back, propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives is the whole point. Each week I'll chat with artists, athletes, actors, and experts about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, I hope we can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out on May 7th, wherever you get your podcasts. Happy 2024! New year, new you, right? Let me guess. You're thinking about joining a new gym, starting a fad diet, buying that... Theragun everyone's always yammering on about, <laughs> I've got a better idea. Listen to my podcast. I'm Samantha B, writer, comedian, and host of Choice Words from Lemonada Media. This whole month of January, we're going to help you make better choices in 2024. We'll go beyond superficial hacks and get at the truth of how to lead a more meaningful life. Just search for Choice Words on your podcast player of choice and hit follow so you don't miss an episode. Now that is a good choice. Lemonada. I'm Kiki Monique, and this is I'm Sorry, the unapologetic show about apologies. And this week is the start of my villain origin story. Oh my God, I can't wait to get into it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and I'm Mohanad Al Sheikhi, and this week is uh, the final episode of my villain origin story. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm becoming the good guy now. <laughs> oh, and I'm Moha Lopez, and this week I had a flashback to my childhood where I lost a tooth while eating guava because I, I chomped on a seed and it loosened my front tooth. Um, and that's that. That's it. I just had a flashback to the moment. That also, I feel like, works as a villain origin story. <laughs> How? How? Like, I don't know. Like, every time, like, they show a villain on, like, especially, like, now on TV shows, it's always, like, the most simple thing ever. They're just, like, tripped and fall when they were kids, and the kids laughed at them, and you're like, okay, cool. I am now going to kill everyone. <laughs> I have a vendetta against guavas, um, and I want to get rid of them as a thing altogether. Yeah, mm. I get that. I mean, guava is, I mean, I like guava juice. Again, this is another mm. fruit that I like the juice, but the fruit itself, it just feels like too much work. Uh, you just kind of have to swallow the seeds, and I think it's a little weird. And I tried one today again, and I was like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to finish it, but I think you may be right that certain things just need to be done, you know? I don't know if I've ever seen a guava. Like, I've seen here, guava let me show juice. You. Okay. Oh, you have one I've got on one you. right here. Okay. Uh, yes. Oh, it looks like a little kind of crab apple. Kind of like a little crab apple. For everybody who's listening, it well, this is a white guava. There's pink guavas, and those are the most kind of wow. like popular ones. I've never heard of the pink ones. I just thought that. I never no. heard of white ones. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I love the innocence. You're in Mexico right now. Is that is that like uh, you know, native to the country? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, uh, well, I don't know where guavas are originally from. This line of conversation for I'm sorry is actually ideal. Um, from, but uh, Guatemala. <laughs> That's where they're Guava- from. <gasps> oh, my God. Yeah. Yep. What do you think about that? <laughs> you got to write that this down. Is what, this you got to write that time. down. Yeah, comedy. Please come watch me. <laughs> but um, boom. <laughs> oh, man. Well, uh, just to let you guys know, so my whole family left because I was here with my grandma, with my mom, my two best friends, and uh, my sister. And now they're gone and we're just sort of like eating the scrapped leftovers of what's left in the refrigerator of a group of people who were all here together. And the guavas are the last remaining, <laughs> the last remaining nugget that they were all here. You know what? It's always crazy when you have like your your family, uh, like either when you lived with your family or you have them over and you're like, wow, like the the fridge always have stuff. It's always like producing stuff. And then the second they go away and I'm just like, why did that stop? Like I thought, (laughs) am I supposed to get this stuff now? Like, how does that work? Like I, yeah, yeah, it's it's insane. Yeah, because I remember just like being with my family at at home and just being like, wow, the house just cleans itself, I guess. (laughs) everything always looks so nice there's always food and then the second you start living by yourself you're like oh someone did that yeah interesting a hundred percent i definitely become a baser worse version of myself when i'm around my mom and my grandma and my family like i just revert to like teenage childhood behaviors and i'm trying really hard to transcend this but my brain just wants to do nothing when I'm around my mom. It sucks because I want to help her because I am like a grown adult ass bitch. But my body just tells me to lay down when I'm around my mom. I still can't like to this day make my bed. When I make my bed, it just doesn't look like when my mom makes my bed. Like it just for yeah. some reason, it always <laughs> looks like a child makes my bed when I make my bed. Why does it never look as crisp and clean as when my mom is? But I just need my mom to go make my bed. I yeah. know, I know. Like, I feel like also, like, if you go to your mom's house or something, parents always have extras of everything. There's, like, always, oh, like, yeah. you know, like, I stayed with my uh, at my friend's place uh, lately, and she lives with her, she lives with her mom. And it's it's been a while since I've been to someone's house, like, my age, and then being like, do you have an extra towel? And they're like, we have many. Because, <laughs> yeah. like, when you go to a friend and they're like, you have an extra towel, it's like, I have my towel. <laughs> and maybe another one somewhere. That's it. Oh my god! People who don't have multiple towels. Oh, I. I it drives me insane. Yeah, because I'm like, what do you do? Do you just? Uh, I'm like, I'll use a fresh towel every time I just even, you know, dry my hands. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. Do you guys? Do you feel like grownups? Like, I, I know no. we're supposed to talk about. It, I'm sorry, but do you feel grown no. up, Kiki? No. Do you? I'm about to like eat a peanut butter cup for breakfast. No, absolutely <laughs> no. <laughs> no. It's so crazy because you always think that like at some age, like you would reach that age and then your life will just come together. Yeah. Because like to me, like now I'm 31 and I'm like always think about like the way I think about being in your 40s. I'm always like, yeah, that's when you have it together. That's when you're just like, <laughs> yeah. But the thing is, like, you never. I'm like, oh, am I? Am I supposed to be the one who brings it together? Yeah, it turns out. Yeah, it just doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> turns out, no, it doesn't <laughs> work that way. I know. Because when I, when I was, it's so crazy. Because when I was 19, I swear to God, people who were 30 and older were def way older than me now. I don't yeah. know how to explain well, yeah. it. 
because our like my parents had uh you know me when I they were in their mid 20s you know like it, that was like the normal thing and then you know living in New York people don't even start getting family started till they're like 40 so it's really just <laughs> I know it's so crazy cuz I like I remember my first day of school I remember my first day of school and every day after that this is where my memory starts and I just cannot believe the person who's just like waking me up in the morning and doing all of these stuff for me was just a 26 years old woman. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. Because I remember my mom then was like, no, she was always this age that she is in now. But she is younger than me when she was, was doing that. And I'm just like, I cannot take care of a child. No. My my little brother is goes to a very Catholic, like a very Christian school in Texas. And he's attended three weddings thus far this year. And... None of the people that have gotten married are old enough to drink yet. And my little brother has a girlfriend and they're very young. And in the back of my mind, I'm like, please do not get married. You know, the incidences of like a successful marriage or like your your rate of divorce goes down like a 10% each like year that you wait after I think like 25 before you get married. Yeah. Um, yeah. What is? I don't understand exactly the, oh, the rush. I was like, they want to bang. Maybe that's it. Maybe they're not doing it. Also, that's another thing. If we're the same mm-hmm. age and you're married, you're older than Mimi. That's it. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, damn, that's damn right. You're much older than me. You've, that's damn right. Yeah, if you own a house, if you're like, you're like, oh, this is my. I'm like, you're, you're, you're older. way older. Like I'm, not, I'm not, I'm nowhere near the age you're in now. Oh man. And it's it is crazy because like the kids, the mar or I guess you'd say the marriage and the kids and all that stuff. It seems so like big when I was a kid, and now it just seems like whatever, bro. None of that stuff actually like I don't care about that stuff in my day to day almost at all, you know. And I can't yeah. imagine buying a house. That seems crazy to me. I mean, I um, can imagine, but I I, I can't because we will <laughs> right. never be able to afford them at this rate. Yeah, yeah. I have I have my Zillow notifications on just because, oh, and I love getting a notification being like, uh, "Price drop. This apartment in Brooklyn next to you is now for three million. And I'm like, "Okay, yeah, thank God yes. for the price drop." And that's why Chicago is a better city than Los Angeles and New York City. <laughs> Uh-huh. It's, it's speaking about controversial opinions and stuff that don't make any sense, uh, are, are we going to do I'm sorry, but because I feel like we have a, a few to go through. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, I, I, I had multiple today, and I feel like I'm being so, so hateful, but I, I guess one, first one, okay, self-help books, enough, stop, stop making them. Stop making what? Self-help books. Oh, stop oh, doing okay, that. Okay. I hate that shit. I'm so over it. Every self-help book, like literally like you read it and you're like, okay, this is made for white people. <laughs> <laughs> like the thing that they say is just like, you're trying to get someone killed or fired here. <laughs> yeah. Like remember oh that God. book is this famous book, like the art of not giving a fuck or something. And it's just like, oh, is that how you live? It is. Every day? Every day. Yeah, they're just like, yeah, no rules, don't care about people. Also, it's, it's, it's that, and it's also made for people who are just like, do not care for other people and their emotions. And it's just like, it's just like such a, like, the, like, like living as an individual. That's the whole idea. 
and I'm just like, this sucks. I don't want to do that. I, it's it. I know it does work. No one's saying it does not work. Is the most horrible people have the, a lot of like like the best careers and like they're successful because they only care about themselves. We get that, but stop making them. Another genre of books that I hate also is the. Uh, I don't want to call them articles. What are they called? The it's kind of like it's like a like it's like a memoir, but it's just every chapter is like very different. Yeah, kind of like a short stories or like a like a ooh, I don't know what it's called, but essays. It's unconnected personal essays. essays. Personal yeah, essays. Okay. 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 There are some that are fantastic. You know, there are some that I'm just like, oh, this is the best thing I've read. You have so much to offer. You have so much to say, but. A lot of them, you read them, and you're just like, every essay, I'm just like, okay, so the personal hardship that you've been through, there's sometimes you feel anxious. <laughs> Is that your personal struggle? <laughs> they have anxiety? The thing that almost 90% of us have, and I'm supposed to it's read true. that and be like, wow, this person has been through a lot. Every day they go and get coffee and they stand in the line. And by the time they get to the barista, they haven't picked which coffee they want to get yet. But behind them, there's a long line. And now they just have to pick something. So they pick something that they don't really like. And that's trauma. Is that kind of, it reminds me of the time where I ordered calamari in a cream chicken soup for brunch because people pressured me. I mean, that sounds more traumatic, honestly, than getting an Americano when you really wanted like a cold milk latte. No, I really hurt myself that day. I just probably wanted a Benedict, but people asked me, well, what do you want? And so then I said the first two things I saw in my eyesight. And it was not a great morning. All I'm saying is like, just write stuff, write a book when you have something to say. Just not, not because you feel like you should. Yeah. Because a lot of people are like, I think I should write a book. And then they write the book. And it's just like, this shit sucks. I'm sorry. Like, I don't know why. Like, you, you it seems like you have not lived enough. <laughs> oh, God. Well, I feel like podcasts are in that same arena. <laughs> Some podcasts like, are that. Everyone yeah. believes that they should start a podcast because they said something interesting at a party one time and somebody said you should start a podcast. And, I know. Uh, I know. They ran with it. Yeah. I, I, love it. I love it when, like, someone on a podcast and they take themselves, like, too seriously and every word they say have to be like, like oh, you, you can tell that they've been thinking about it. <laughs> but once you like dissect them, like dissect the sentence, you're like, oh, that was that was nothing. That was a lot of <laughs> a lot of words that meant nothing when put together. I hate that. I hate trying to decipher something that on the surface sounded prolific, but then when you really break it down, you're like, that was just. Uh word salad oh my god i think you guys are describing 40 percent of my personality honestly <laughs> i need to go revise genuinely i'm feeling di like direct hit um but you know what i think about when i think about this honestly like i th like when people like show me or like share videos of kanye speaking mm -hmm. and it's just like especially now you know like you hear it and he's just like saying so much and the caption is like caption like this really resonated with me or something like that. Like, wow, I really felt that. And then you hear it and you're like, he said nothing. He truly just said absolutely nothing right now. He just said a lot of big words that that's it. Well, if you don't like Kanye at his West, at his West, you don't, <laughs> if you don't like Kanye West. at his West, you don't get him at his East. <laughs> yeah. 
there. It's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. After season one aired, I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. And of course, my 90-year-old mom, Judy. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me Season 2 is out now from Lemonada Media. Do you ever get hit with a cringy memory of your 13-year-old self out of nowhere and suddenly you're panic sweating and laughing at the same time? Don't, don't worry, don't worry. We all get that. It's because being an adolescent is one of the most visceral shared experiences we have as people. And we want to talk about it. Join me, Penn Badgley, and my two friends, Nava and Sophie, on Podcrushed as we interview celebrity guests about the joys and horrors of being a teenager and how those moments made them who they are today. New episodes of Podcrushed are out now, wherever you get your podcasts. I love that now it has become easier for people to make content. So you don't have like to have a TV deal or like something like that to make it. Like there's like, you know, so many platforms. And I think those platforms have platformed a lot of like good voices and good content. Otherwise, we've never heard of. But at the same time, there's a lot of bad shit out there. Yeah. Well, and sorting through it, I think, gets harder and harder. Like it's harder to like... Um, and also it's like, I feel like my taste is changing. Like, I feel like I like more bad stuff now than I've ever liked terrible things in my life. Um, but but it sucks when, when people collectively, people hate one thing and ironically consume it and then ironically (laughs) make that person famous and then ironically make them like a millionaire. And I'm just like, come on. Well, that's why, I mean, that kind of gets into my, I'm sorry, but because like, um, I'm sorry, but like I, I think that in the last two years we have um, ruined a lot of white people for like many really reasons, and I don't know what to do with it. Like, mm-hmm. I think that the people who went, um, who wanted to be so good and so quote woke, went so far they became too good of allies, and it became like. Um, they like they ruined woke, right? And then the people who just like were so against it went so the opposite way that now they're scary white people. And I don't know how we come back from that. Um, yeah. And so I don't know. And I was thinking about that too, where it's just like now that the people who don't care just lean into the uh, the Brit Barbies of the world with period ah period uh period ah period oh, oh. like my we've God. just we've just like there's just like um, a new evolution of white people that didn't exist <laughs> the two years um and it's all over the map and i and i don't know what to do with it and uh so here we are it feels like we've we've learned nothing from uh what's her name bad baby becoming no famous and we decided nothing. that you know we'll just we'll just continue doing that that's that sounds like a good idea uh, and she's rich i mean bad baby owns property like expensive property in places and it has a net worth like she actually has a net worth um it's wild i don't i i I don't know if that's like social media i don't know if this is like a a, an american phenomena i don't know if it's like a a global phenomena i have no idea but it's 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 insane it's just like i just want to know what 
do these people make that people consume and pay the money for? Well, that's why I don't know if you've been watching the season of Atlanta. It's the final season of Atlanta. I mean, yes. it's mm-hmm. so good. So, you know, yes, you yes, saw the yes. episode where it's like you get yourself a YWA, a young white avatar, right? Yes. And that to me is the most realistic thing ever because what we do know is that traits from other cultures absolutely will be consumed by the billions of dollars as long as it's not performed by the actual culture that it came from. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, 100%. And so I'm almost like, again, I'm sorry, but man, maybe I just sell out and lean into that. I don't know, because I don't know how to survive in this world other than just selling out at this point. It is, I do think that all of it is leading, like, us and media content makers towards that, is, like, I think that you, if you fight it, you have to have other sort of, like, skill sets and other arenas that you can lean back on, because I think the pressure to create in that way um, is definitely, I mean, there's a market for it, and the market is the broadest market you know it's like the most amount of people who will watch something and become obsessed with something and it's and you do have to fight the the pull to become that i think the only way really to do it is like what do i actually really love to do what do i actually like derive joy from and then focus on that and hope to god there's somebody that (laughs) that wants to give you your flowers for that you know Um, now you sound like a self-help book I do, but I am. I, I told you guys we're describing forty percent of my personality. You, I was. You truly were clocking me. You were really clocking no, I, me. I, 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 I agree. I, it's, it's hard, but I'm just like I'm also like in that kind of like in that universe of just being like I know I can easily just like lean into that content. Just like you know, like for example, I do stand up comedy, so I can like literally just twice a week post like uh, crowd work clips and stuff like that. But I hate that shit so much with passion. I hate it. And I know if I did it, it will make me hate myself and what I do. Yeah. So I'm just like, I'm just going to continue like working and making good stuff that I like, like make me proud. And then hopefully like, you know, it will eventually, eventually work out. Because the thing is like, if if the way that, if you love something and you do it and then it eventually works out, even though it's very hard, it will make you unique. You're special. You know, you're different. Like that's why, yeah. I, I mean, that's why I like watching, watching Atlanta. It just feels so unique to me. Yeah. And I can't think of other shows like it, you know, there's nothing like it. It's, it's so amazing. Cause like every episode, it's its own universe, its own movie. Every episode makes me go into myself and realize like, I live on a very tiny, tiny planet in a very, very big universe where so many things are happening around me and it's fucking weird. Yeah. No, I I, I agree. This is very existential and that's what I love. <laughs> I love yeah. to sit there in my head and just think about all of these big themes and, and whatnot and just being And like, then have a panic attack. Yeah. It's with <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And you know what the worst part is is I feel like it's like a slice of life like i feel like so many other people feel the exact same way yeah um and i guess when i think about like the stuff that we focus on like even on the podcast of like celebrity culture and like what it all feels like part of the same sort of like uh like what we turn our attention to seems to be the biggest money maker you know and these like scandals these huge things that happen um 
it's like, yeah, they matter. And it's interesting to think of them as like a part of like what humans are going through. But the truth is, is that they're like, I don't know. I wouldn't want people to know that shit about me. We just happen to know it about them, you know? Yeah. But I, this is the stuff is that when celebrity mixes in with like real life and real people, because I was reading about the whole like, which by the way, I've never been able to like pronounce his name correctly. So you guys are going to tell me this is the game. I'm going to say Brett Favre and you're going to tell me that it's right or wrong. We I don't mean, know. that's how I say it. Brett Favre. Brett Favre. Brett- I guess Favre. 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 No, not Favre. It's definitely Favre. But (laughs) maybe you say it like Favre because it's like the R comes after the V. Mahana, do you know how to pronounce this man's last name? Absolutely not. As a person, as a professional person whose name is mispronounced constantly, we should... Actually, you know what? This is where we take back our power. I have no idea. Um, But, like, that is a real case of, like, us focusing on the wrong thing. Um, But... There's something about this story that really highlights like what we're talking about, like with Atlanta and with like grander sort of like schemes and what we focus on. Um, because when the whole Nia Long, like Ime Udoka thing came out, I was like so focused on Ime Udoka and like what he had been doing and all this stuff. And then Kiki, through your stories, when I was listening to your Insta, I kind of like saw you turn the focus onto the Brett Favre thing. And I was like, God, we are focusing on the wrong thing constantly. But it was easy to get focused because honestly, we were just coming off of the Adam Levine thing. So like cheating, yeah. you know, high profile men cheating was like on our minds. And so it's like, it's Adam and then it's Ime who it's like Nia Long is a national treasure. How dare Beloved. you? Yeah. Um. So it was easy to get focused on. Now, of course, I was confused because normally when we see scandals it's because you know something really salacious is happening and yes they were both having an affair and yes they were both married or well Ime and Nia aren't married but they were in you know relationships but it was a consensual relationship so it was kind of weird to hear like you know this whole suspension and everything I thought there was a lot of like wow that's a lot of attention around a consenting adult relationship um, between two people but you know still all I care about is Nia because you know here she is moving to Boston for this dude you know I hate Boston if I move to Boston (laughs) Boston for you and you cheat on me like you're lucky you're alive yeah so he got suspended basically because the person that he had the relationship with was his somebody that he was the boss of essentially is that correct I mean it sounded like yeah this woman you know helped you know coordinate travel plans for the both of them so it was someone in a like a lower level position got it how do we feel about that? Like, if your boss has sex with, I mean, maybe there's something in their policy that says something against that. But like, yes, there's a power dynamic. But in general, how do you guys feel about like, I guess, boss worker relationships? I mean, there's fodder there for sexual harassment, but that's not what they're saying it was. You know? Yeah, I just, I just really believe that you should never do that. Agreed. Yeah, because it, it's just there's no way to ever be like 100 about this. You know, because of the power dynamics, they're never going to be like, you know, 100% gone. That's why, like, to me, even the Olivia Wilde and Harry Styles thing to me was weird. Yes, Harry Mm Styles is a very, you know, famous man and has his own power, but he was still technically working under Olivia. I don't know. So it's just like, it's interesting that we kind of look at that as like, you know, differently. But yeah, I mean, boss and underling is never uh, good optics. Yeah. 
I will say it's it feels like it's really like repeated in pop culture and in history and and in, in, in I don't know nine to five like it there's there there feels something there like it's like just kind of normal or I feel like it happens more often than we think it does and then again it's in the op it's sort of in the public eye and it becomes this thing that we're all kind of like um. Like, I can see how in black and white it's bad, but it just seems like it happens more often than not. Um, yeah, I mean, here's the thing. Look, I have a very re- realistic view about monogamy. I just don't think it seems, based on how people behave, I just don't know if monogamy is, like, for everyone. But we're <laughs> yeah. so, we live in such a Puritan society that we feel this need to put on a facade that like we can live this life instead of just being open and honest and saying like, Oh no, I want to have an open relationship or whatever it is like, and I don't know. And it's just like in this world, like we don't, we don't need people in the same way we did hundreds of years ago. We don't need people to, I don't know, farm the land or, you know, raise kids to do that. And like, we're very um, singular you know, we can live on our own. And so I think just society in general makes it really hard to just stay with a single person. But we also do, we're also needy people. So like going home at night and having like someone in bed is also what we want. So like, we don't want to give up one for the other. And that's where we get caught up with this cheating stuff. People love to pretend that there are simple formulas for living your best life now. Eat this and you won't get sick. Manifest it and everything will work out. But there are some things you can choose and some things you can't. And it's okay that life isn't always getting better. I'm Kate Bowler, and on Everything Happens, I speak with kind, smart, funny people about life as it really is. Beautiful, terrible, and everything in between. Let's be human together. Everything Happens is available wherever you get your podcasts. Two young fathers are shot to death outside an iconic Utah restaurant. I said, your dad has been hurt really bad. The grief was disorienting for those left behind until one choice changed everything. I just remember writing this letter and it wasn't me writing it. Can a personal decision shape generations? We're all falling for this guy's trick. I'm Amy Donaldson. Season two of The Letter, Ripple Effect, is available now. Follow us at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. This whole Brett Favre thing, too, is like such a dichotomy or such a in high contrast to uh, the focus on Neil Long and Ime Udoka because it's like, it really blew my mind when I was reading the article about the the kind of like welfare fraud. Like that to me deserves a profound I'm sorry and a profound ipo- apology. It's sort of like um, this whole sort of like notion of the rich stealing from the poor. But in this particular way from Mississippi, from like the poorest state in the United States, it really just made my blood boil. Mo, did you know, did you kind of like, I don't know if you followed Kiki's stories but essentially, it's like he sort of conspired with, I guess, I don't know if it's the mayor or the governor at the time, mm-hmm. Keeks. 
Yeah, the governor. Um, to, I guess, just build some kind of, like, volleyball or some kind of giant stadium for his kid? Like, what are the details? I mean, that's the thing. I mean, Brett Favre is, like, the biggest name in this whole sort of web of scandals. But this has really been something that's been going on for years. I mean, what we're learning is that Mississippi has essentially stolen, like, $77 million from... The poorest people, money that was allocated to go to needy people. And the really, really sinister part of it is that, like, this welfare reform that happened back in 96, which, I mean, is Clinton president then? I feel like Clinton was president then. But, like, this welfare reform essentially was meant to get people on their feet. That's how they positioned it, right? And it was like, you know, people, there was like 33,000 people in 1996 who were getting money to help them get on their feet. This welfare reform happens. And during this like last two years of when all this money was being stolen or whatever, only 208 recipients got money from this fund that was allocated. So... 208 people who actually needed funds or the 33,000 who clearly needed it before. Instead, it went to WWE wrestler, the DiBiase family. It went to Brett Favre for speaking engagements he never performed, even though they say he paid back that portion of it. It went to, yeah, a $5 million auditorium stadium gym for his alma mater, which is where his daughter went. Some of it went to a, like a pharmaceutical startup, uh, you know, yeah. and, and they were paying salaries to people because, again, they were allocating this money saying it was going to be used for these programs to help people. So they were like, hey, we're paying this guy $300,000 a year to start up a uh, something for any inner city youth. But then nothing was happening. I'm going to start up this coding program for poor kids. He wasn't a computer engineer. He wasn't a coder. So this goes beyond Brett Favre. But, you know, Brett Favre is iconic of just like this symbol of like, you were given everything. We paid you. You yeah. you got rich off of our backs and you still fucking stole from us. Yeah, that's pretty wild. I wonder if he's ever going to say anything about it or if they're just going to let this kind of like news die down because it's not unless he gets charged. The only way he's going to say something is if he gets finally charged. Like that's the fucked up part is that, yeah, a lot of the people there's like been like I think there's like 38 people in this sort of like loss indictment or whatever. I think six people have pled guilty, but like. Brett hasn't been charged yet. Like the DiBiase family hasn't been charged yet. Several people haven't been charged yet. So until they start like doling out some charges, nobody's going to say shit. Yeah. And it's always the question of like, will they, won't they face charges? And I, I really wish that they would. I really wish that people like dug in hard and like said doing the right thing is pivotal right now because it like reinstates hope and, and like confidence in the people of Mississippi. But it just, it gets pretty bleak when you start thinking about who gets charged and who doesn't get charged. And that is kind of across the board. Yeah, it's like that meme where just like, what's classy when rich people do it and it's trashy when poor people do it? And it's yeah. just like, because like when rich people do shit like this, it's always like, wow, they're so smart. They're gaming the system. Mm-hmm. You know, they manage to like find loopholes and trick the system and like get their money. So good for them. They deserve this money because they're so smart. But then when someone poor does it, it's just like, put them in jail forever like they should never see the sunlight again and it's just like okay well i mean does jackson mississippi do they do they still have bad water like i felt like there was like a whole water like so you're i I can only imagine it takes 
a few million dollars to fix the water problem, yet people are drinking, have to boil, or supposed to boil this brown fucking water. But uh, Brett Favre's daughter has a really fancy gym at a school. I don't even know if she still goes to. Uh, okay. I mean, it's it's honestly like, it's just, you know, it's, it's very, as simple as, they truly do not give a fuck about these people. Mm-hmm. And they think everything bad that is happening to them is because they're not... They did not work hard enough to get out of it. And that's on yeah. them. Yep. And yep. that's it. You know, and then so. the people who it's happening to, unfortunately, I hate to make this a blue and red thing, but then they pit, it, pit each other against each other. They'd be like, and this is the fault of the Democrats. <laughs> it's like what those people believe. And then they keep voting these people in position who just keep stealing from them. It's, it's no, infuriating. It's, it's insane. It's so insane to me. Like, I mean, they do it with everything, you know, it's either like, yeah. oh, this, this is the Democrats. Is there, it's, it's, or like, or I mean, like, it's like how rich people, you know, like just like, uh, like they would just like fire, you know, everyone who worked in their factory or something because they want to give themselves a, a bonus instead of being like, uh, well, it's because I wanted more money. They're like, well, we fired all of you because it's it's the immigrants, you know, they they took everything from you. So mm-hmm. go talk to them. Yeah, everyone on this podcast is a scapegoat. We yeah. are all <laughs> we are just your little toys, you motherfuckers. Pretty um, much, yeah. Pretty much. I mean, I definitely got the immigrants are stealing. We're stealing your jobs. We each have our own sort of like, <laughs> like I know, I know. bone to pick with America and our own thing that people don't like us for. And the whole um, like, yeah, immigrants are coming here to steal your jobs annoys me personally because it's just like, bro, I don't want to work. Who told you? I Me yeah. neither. Like, I don't want to do me any neither. work. Yeah. Keep your job. <laughs> yeah. I just want to fucking chill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay well I'm, I'm i'm gonna i'm gonna take us to our uh final segment which is uh sorry not sorry where we either apologize to someone or we ask for uh an apology and uh i don't know who wants to start this week i think you should go mo i should go <laughs> sure mm-hmm. switch it up Okay, I don't know. I'm always asking for apologies from people. <laughs> True. Uh, I don't know. I don't. I I don't have anyone to ask an apology from this week because I, I feel like I had a great weekend uh, in Connecticut. Mm, nice. Yeah, I guess my the only thing I'll demand an apology from is like it's not an apology. It's just like I. It's it's it sucks that like how sometimes I feel like the United States is laid out because. The place we went to in Connecticut was such a beautiful spot. It was so green, the nicest houses, nicest views mm. ever. And for some reason, everyone who lived there had a sign in front of their house that was just like, are you tired of um, meh, 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 meh? vote for the GOP? Trump 2024. I was like, why would they get those nice spots? <laughs> like, yeah. why... I don't know how to blame on this, like geographically, how that worked out. And also, by the way, we were at, we were at the uh, uh, bed and breakfast. We were having a great time. And then out of nowhere, at like five o'clock, these men come in, came in with their cars and stuff. And they were like all like in military gear and stuff. And guess what? They were doing Civil War reenactment. And what? No. Whenever, whenever people do that, I'm just like, grow the fuck up. Yeah. Like, come on. You know, <laughs> what are you doing? Hey, you want to reenact a war? There's one happening right now. There's one happening everywhere. Uh, go yeah. do that there for real. What a 
this weird fascination about with the civil wars like you have to reenact it like it sucked that's the thing why are you reenacting it if you really yeah want to fight the bad guy uh go join the new orleans police department they're really struggling these days it seems like they have no police department they're hiring civilians to uh get bad guys so yeah do something useful oh man go fight a real war yeah go fight a real world um well i want an apology from freaking instagram this week i mean i instagram has turned into the government which is what i now refer to as the ghetto we call it the government government. (laughs) instagram has me held hostage right because like it's like the one I, right, I'm verified. When you get that little blue check, you feel really held hostage to that platform, and so you stick with it. But like, they're constantly putting me in jail over the dumbest things. And what do you mean jail? Like Instagram jail. Why are you in jail now? Um, because well, honestly, it was like because I shared. <laughs> one of our uh, sponsors on the show they gave us those nice little cbd and thc treats and i was like let me just like you know give them a little shout out and uh, instagram was like banned content you're gonna take away your account and you're gonna lose all your money making ability i'm just like i'm so tired of just like fight like do we want free speech or not Am I not I allowed know. to say that I, I eat, know. like, gummy treats to my people? Like, what's wrong with yeah. that? Yeah, when we say ACAP, that includes Instagram jail, by the way. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> just, like, stop. And, like, so now I have this permanent, it doesn't, it's just this permanent thing that says, like, I'm I'm at risk. And, like, I think I'm on, like, probation for 90 days, so I'm scared to post anything. So now you're getting meatball content, because I don't know, I think that's, like, the most family-friendly shit I can do. That's so crazy. Meanwhile, you can see half of like, you know, my, this is my fourth cousin's labia on her picture and everybody's (sighs) fine with it. No, I literally saw a fake vagina in my feed. Okay, fine. Vagina shouldn't be pornographic, but I'm just (laughs) saying it was a whole vagina. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's a weird thing. What they decide to care about, I think is the real issue. Um, but I get that completely. Um, I, you know what it is? I've been really trying to be in my power this, uh, past couple weeks. And I would like an apology from books and movies like Harry Potter and Matilda and Nancy Drew and Harriet the Spy, because I, swore that I was going to be some kind of magical detective when I was older and I'm not that. And it's not fair that they got my hopes up and that, that I haven't just like all of a sudden become somebody who can, you know, has telekinesis and can also solve crimes. So I think that's really my biggest qualm in life is that I haven't grown up to be exactly what I thought I was going to be. Things have changed a little bit. (laughs) Well, I don't know if any of us have. Yeah. (laughs) Unfortunately. Well, all I knew is I wanted to be like Sherlock Holmes, but a lady wizard. And so far, my powers have not grown in. They have not settled into my body. I can't move anything with my mind. Um, And I don't attend a wizard high school. And I'm just disappointed. Well, but have you actually tried, though? The thing is, you're saying you can't do these things, but have you actually, like, put any practice to them? You know, (sighs) sat there for a few hours trying to move things with your mind? Maybe you could if you put your mind to it. You know, Kiki, nobody's ever really put it that way. (laughs) Yeah. I did one time hope that a green light turned red on another person, and then it did. Yeah. So, 
Maybe there's the 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 kindling, the the spark of something there. It would be so funny if that was literally your only superpower. <laughs> <laughs> Just change the, the street lights. I mean, it might be helpful, you know, being like chased or something. I guess. Yeah. 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 Uh, mm. You can you can play with that. I mean, I, I don't know. Aside from that, I don't know how that would would help. <laughs> I guess if you if you're in Squid Game and you play green light, red light, I could win that. I could, could win, win that. Squid you Game could, if I had that. Yeah, yeah. Or at least win the first round. Yeah. Wait, what? What dumb superpowers would y'all have if you could? I mean, I think I always just want to be able to fly. I think that's mm. like honestly, just like. I just don't want to. I don't want to go to airports anymore. <laughs> Same. Yeah. Same. I, you know what? I don't want to fly because that will re- still require me to, you know, go the distance and all of that. I just want to like snap my fingers and appear in the place I want to be at. Oh, even better. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. That's a way better. I don't want to even go through the process. Yeah. You know, and I like. I'm okay. Even if I, <laughs> you know what. I'll do it if it was, even if it required me to go to the airport, snap my fingers, appear at another airport. (laughs) You have to appear as though you went to the airport to leave somewhere. (laughs) Exactly. I'll take it. I'll take that. That's okay. It's just the boarding the plane and like doing all of that shit and flying. I don't want to do that anymore. Yeah. It's stressful. I get that. um, Yeah, they could, you know, whack you over the head and have you pass out and then gurney you into the like flight and just sort of like as you're passed out then you just appear on the other side but what i like best about this conversation is that i got to change lights with my mind and y'all both got to teleport and i just don't think that that's a fair um i don't think that's a fair thing well i mean you're the one setting these expectations for yourself (laughs) (laughs) no i asked y'all what stupid superpower and you guys chose teleportation and flying you guys are too school you're too cool too cool (laughs) you get too many cool things well well i guess this is um goodbye forever (laughs) (laughs) let's let's keep that yeah the uh the cafe in my building uh i had a sign yesterday on it that said closed forever and I was like, same, bro. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Feel yeah. that. I don't know if people, yeah, I don't know if people can tell from context clues, but, uh, <laughs> oh, I was dying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I was dying. And we don't even know from what, and I'm going into witness protection. Yeah. And yeah. You, as you heard, Kiki got, you know, in an in Instagram jail. So it's Kiki's truly... Kiki's going to Instagram jail. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this is this is our final episode. For real. And uh, yeah, I mean, he- here's the thing, you know what? The only thing I wanted is for this podcast to outlive the queen. And we did that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mission accomplished. Mission accomplished. You know, this was only just... This was like a, a queen countdown podcast. That was the mission. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> we're grand reveal. Exactly. Yeah. That was the. That was the, It was a. It was an operation just like to do. That was like the most tasteful way to do it to give you contact, content around the fact that we were doing a countdown. This mm-hmm. was the actual operation London Bridge. You all thought the protocol <laughs> was about BBC and worrying about. No, it was actually this podcast. It's happening. It's happening right here. Yeah. Yeah. 
No, but I want to thank the both of you for coming on this journey with me. And I want to thank the audience for coming on this journey with us. I mean, we have had an enormous blast just being with each other. And we're so happy for all of your comments and all of your reviews and everything that um, you've put on the social channels. It's been really fun getting to know um, you guys through all these stupid celebrity fun people who are doing dumb things and we love to watch them but we will be airing reruns of our favorite episodes for the rest of the year so just be sure to tune in and follow me Mahanad and Kiki we'll keep um, posting content and hanging out I'm Sorry is a Lemonada Media original the show is produced by Alex McCohen supervising producer is Chrissy Pease our executive producers are Stephanie Whittles-Wax and Jessica Cordova-Kramer. Our mix is by Kat Yor, and theme music was composed by Xander Singh. If you like this show, please rate and review. And please don't cancel us. You can find out more about our show at Lemonada Media on all social platforms or follow us on Instagram at I'm sorry underscore podcast. We'll be back next week. And until then, be nice, play fair, and always say I'm sorry. Thanks for listening. Feeling decision fatigue about what to make for dinner? We get it. I'm Jane Black. And I'm Liz Dunn. We're veteran food journalists, and as parents ourselves, we know how hard it can be to feed your family. That's why we created Pressure Cooker, a podcast that offers practical strategies for navigating the marketing madness and cultural expectations around mealtime. Each week, we'll check in with the experts. From social media diet trends to baby-led weaning and AI meal planning, we have all your food-related questions covered. Listen to Pressure Cooker wherever you get your podcasts. Join us on Archetypes, a dynamic podcast hosted by Megan, the Duchess of Sussex, as she digs into the labels that try to hold women back. In each intimate and candid conversation, Megan is joined by guests like Serena Williams, Mariah Carey, Paris Hilton, Issa Rae, and Trevor Noah as they delve into the roots of countless common descriptors of women like diva, crazy, dumb blonde, and the B word, and redefine and reclaim each identity along the way. The complete season of Archetypes is out now wherever you get your podcasts.